0: I am so, so excited to share this guest with you today because she is talking about a system that all of y'all are super familiar with being listeners of the System Save Me podcast. So stay tuned. Elle, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to dive in. But first, I'm going to ask you to shoot us a couple details about you and your business.
1: Yeah, so I'm Elle Druin. I am the founder of Wonderful Media, and I am a product stylist and brand photographer. I actually work one on one with beauty and lifestyle brands. I also run the Styles Stock Society, which is a stylish stock photography membership for female entrepreneurs. And in my free time, which I honestly don't have a ton of, um, I play social media director to my Instagram famous dog, Mochi. She is Mochi and the city on Instagram and she has over a hundred thousand followers.
0: Oh my gosh. That's like my dream. I literally have, so I'm, I'm becoming a dog mom here shortly. (laughs) She has been born. So I just have to wait until whatever, eight weeks until I can pick her up. And I'm like, literally she's going to be making more, more money than me. That is my... That is my goal. So she doesn't know it yet, but she's, this is not free rent that she's getting over here. You know, (laughs) she's (laughs) going to participate in the family just like I do. So I love that. That's such a fun fact. So let's dive into the juicy stuff. You had mentioned your style stock society and what we're going to be talking about is how you batch your weeks so that you really only just work three weeks per month, which is amazing. And you have your two other businesses that you're doing and Obviously, people who listen to my podcast know that I batch System Save Me, and so batching is so crucial, and I love that this is just how you run your businesses, but before we get into that, kind of start by describing your business, businesses, before you start to implement this batching process.
1: Sure. So I would say 2017 was really my year of streamlining. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, I was primarily like a marketing strategist, marketing consultant, and mm-hmm. I had been creating courses. I was launching digital products. I was doing one-on-one consulting. I had just launched the Styled Stock Society. Um, I was working on clients like one-on-one and also creating content for my dog. And I I was just doing like all the things, seriously, all the things when it came to creating content and also with my marketing. And I I ended 2016 on a note that was not great. I knew that I needed to streamline my business, stop doing all the things, figure out what I really wanted to do um, and focus on moving forward. And so I essentially cut everything down to my one-on-one clients, the Style Stock Society and Moshi. And that's still three businesses and three websites and three blogs and three Instagram accounts. And I, even though I was doing a lot less, I still felt somewhat overwhelmed because I didn't really have a structure around how I was doing it all. So I would have like a quarterly revenue goal and kind of loose scheduling around what I wanted to do or what kind of focuses or launches I had coming up. But I was pretty much working week to week from an overwhelming Asana to-do list. And I didn't have a lot of structure around when things were really happening, or why they were happening when they were happening.
0: Mm, yeah, I I totally totally get that, and I think that it all just can kind of come to a point where like you just have to think like there's a better way to do this, you know? Like <laughs> there, it's just like why why is this happening like this? So I I totally agree with you. So then. What was, was there a moment per se that like finally drove you to put a process in place? Was it like a new year's resolution or something at the end of 2017 or what, or excuse me, 2016, as you said, 2017 was streamlining or was it a health thing? Um, Was there like a moment at all?
1: There was. And so what actually happened was at the end of last summer, I moved from Manhattan to Brooklyn and Right after we moved, I got an opportunity to go on a press trip to Puerto Rico with Mochi, and it was in like two and a half weeks, and I was just like, yeah, obviously I want to go to Puerto Rico, yeah. but I had things on my calendar. And when I say things, they're um, like things that I had like assigned myself <laughs> for no particular reason other than you know I want to do these things this month. And I thought about it and I was like, what is the point of owning my own business if I can't like go on a last minute free trip to Puerto Rico? So Hello. I'm going to figure out what I need to do to make this happen. And if yeah. that means getting all my work done in a shorter amount of time, I'm going to do it because I want to go to the beach. So amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I really sat down and I was like, okay, what what do I want to do or what I really need to do more yeah. than anything else? And how am I going to create a process to get everything done in a shorter amount of time. Because honestly, up until then, I think that I wasn't being as productive as I could be. I was, I was doing a lot of things, but I wasn't necessarily focused in what I was doing. Yeah. So I thought like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do it now. And then it kind of it turned into more of a process because I realized that in September I traveled to Cape Cod, in October I was in Aruba, and then I was in California and Tennessee for the holidays. I was like, I'm traveling literally every month and I want to do this. So even if my trip isn't a full week, how can I figure out how to run my businesses in three weeks a month so that I have one where I can just travel or do whatever?
0: Yep. Wow. I love that. So I'm a total traveler too. So it's like, I I definitely travel about once a month as well. And so, you know, it can really travel can throw your businesses off for sure. If you don't have the right systems in place and you don't think about it from a strategic perspective, like you do with batching and, or blocked blocking days or whatever it is that, that works for you. So, okay. Walk us through the steps that you took to start creating this Process around batching for your weeks. I'm so excited to listen to this. I'm like drooling over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So I thought, okay, I need to get focused. Like before I can like do anything, I I need to get really focused and prioritize because I know that I can get everything done. I just need to figure out how do I get more efficient and structure my time better. So for me, the first things were thinking about like, okay prioritizing because like I said, I run three different businesses. There's a lot of things that are going on. I'm not necessarily devoting equal time to them, but I have a finite amount of time and I know that I'm, I'm doing things, but my productivity could definitely be better. And so I thought, okay, what are my priorities? And I think that That without priorities, you waste a ton of time just figuring out what to do. So you like waste time on important, probably spend a lot of time just thinking like, what do I do next? Or, Or just on things that don't matter because you haven't really identified like, okay, this is actually important. And so I thought I need to prioritize my income streams. You know, I think it's really beneficial for just the way that I work. Um, and for a lot of people who have multiple interim streams to focus on one thing at a time. So it's easy to say like, okay, I have clients and I want to launch a course and maybe I have a mastermind and I want to do all these things. But when you try to do them all at the same time, it's really easy to get overwhelmed. And I don't think you're as productive. You just uh, don't make great. as much, there's not as much traction when you're all over the place. So focusing on one income stream at a time, and then also focusing on the marketing channels that were actually converting for me. So mm. I was kind of doing all the things I, you know, was all over social media. I was doing Facebook lives. I had, uh, I was doing webinars. I was doing like all the things. And when it came down to it, I realized Most of my customers and clients were finding me through Pinterest and Instagram. So I spend zero time on Facebook and Twitter now. Like I used to spend time and now like just no time, zero time, not even a little bit of time. Um, Everything's automated or outsourced. And then I like, I thought, okay, what else? So my, my highest converting really like channel is my email list. Once people find me through Pinterest or Instagram, they get, to my blog or my website and they opt in my email list. And so that's something that I'm really going to spend time on, but spending time on my Facebook group or doing live videos wasn't really doing anything for me. So it was just like, focus on the things that are actually working, that are actually converting and stop doing all the other stuff.
0: Mm, I, I just recently did this too and was like, 95% of my income is coming from when I go to events. I get clients or referral partners that give me clients. And I'm like, "All right. So, pretty much, yeah, I went to 30 events in 2017, and that definitely um showed in my income and my revenue." And so, I so agree that you have to really get smart and track where your money is coming from, where you should be spending your time. I love that you literally do not spend any time on Facebook and Twitter. Like that is so huge. And people get so stressed out about being everywhere and that's not what it's about. I'm like, so hundred percent there with you. So then after you figure that out, then what was kind of next?
1: Yeah. So I realized that since my background is in marketing and I get really, really excited about all <laughs> the things and I get excited to like try new strategies Oh yeah. and it was something that I like was easily distracting me from being productive. And so kind of the same way that I focused on one income stream at a time, I thought I need to focus on one marketing thing at a time. So my sort of goal every month is just pick one thing to focus on. And the way that I figure out like what that focus is, is pretty much everything that grows my business falls into one of three categories. So Marketing activities that increase leads. So anything that leads to increased visibility, for me, that's things like Pinterest optimization or affiliate marketing strategy or pitching podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then the second category is like things that convert more of my existing leads into paying customers and clients. So marketing that will increase my conversion rate from my existing audience. So things like conversion yep. copywriting or upsells, downsells, design and website functionality that increases conversions. Mm-hmm. And then the third category was essentially anything that increases the perceived value of my products and services so that might be like a bonus offer or a complimentary offer or a legit price increase in something um and the marketing that goes around that so when it came down to it i thought okay i'm either increasing leads increasing my conversions or increasing the value of what i'm doing and there's three months every quarter so every quarter i'm going to do one of each i'm going to spend one month increasing my leads. I'm going to spend one month on something that increases my conversions. And then I'm going to spend one month on something that increases the value of what I'm offering. And for me, that was just a way to simplify and structure what I was actually doing from a marketing basis. So I wasn't just thinking like, okay, I want to do this and that, and maybe I should try that. And just like focus yeah. on what is actually making a difference and, and do one thing at a time.
0: I wish you could see my face right now because (laughs) this is amazing. I'm taking notes currently (laughs) and I love, it's like, so I'm not a marketing person. So I, you know, uh, which I guess everybody's a marketing person in their business. So I guess I'm just like not a very good marketer, I guess is what I should say. But it's not, I don't feel like it's my zone of genius. I usually, you know, being an operations back end person, I'm like, I usually partner with the marketers who talk about, you know, how they get all the people. And then I talk about, okay, once you have the people, what do you do with them? And how do you make sure that they're having a great client experience? And so it's really interesting to have your like leads, conversions and value. And it's like, you're just focusing on that, like conversions for an entire month. Like, what? Like that is so simplified and one, I never would have come up with it. And so I love that that that's where your focus is. It's not just like, oh, like, you know, most people think about their focus is like, okay, I'm launching something in, I don't know, June. And I have to focus on the pre-launch in May and like the pre-pre-launch in April or whatever else. It's like, no, it's just, it's just leads, conversions and value. Like, I think that is so awesome. I'm like over here just like wanting to do marketing, which doesn't happen. So (laughs) there's that, but I love that. I love it. I love that. Anything else in your process that you want to walk us through?
1: Yeah. So once I realized that, okay, I need to focus my priorities, focus my income streams, focus my marketing, everything sort of broke down into three weeks somewhat naturally. So I'm the type Mm. of person who Like I want to get in the zone and stay in the zone and it's hard for me to switch back and forth between things. I think I lose a lot of like time and I just think a lot of people are like that. So like batching for me just makes a ton of sense. I like broke it down in a blog post recently where I was like, you don't bake one cookie when you want to cook Like that's stupid. First of all, <laughs> no one can just eat one cookie.
0: <laughs> no, no one.
1: Second of all, you're going through like all this effort of like making. You know, I don't. I'm right. Honestly, the eggs. You can bake kind, me. but if you're gonna Probably. actually make it from scratch, <laughs> there's a lot more effort involved, and in, you know, putting yeah. things together and like just get prepping. That yep. why would you do that to make one cookie when oh, you so true make lots of cookies and. You know, then eat all the cookies. But yes, when it comes to your business, I know you're into batching, and it's the same way. This is my third podcast interview today
0: because Yay, <laughs> podcast day,
1: where you know you're doing it back to back. You get in the mindset of this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm focused on, and you don't have to think about all the other stuff. So for me, I found that scheduling one week where I'm focused on marketing and only marketing having one week where it's my like content creation week. So I'm creating content for my clients or for the Stout Stock Society or for Mochi. And then I have one week that's like what I call my CEO week. So it's when I actually plan what I'm doing the rest of the week. So I'm planning upcoming shoots, like locations, props, models. I'm planning upcoming blog posts, social media. I'm reviewing all of my analytics and reports to figure out like what's actually working, what's not working, what do we need to focus on moving forward, and just like all the big picture stuff. So I found that having a week where I can really focus on strategy and planning makes it so much easier to do the content and the marketing because it's like I know exactly what I'm doing. It's all planned out in Asana and it's the same thing every month. I kind of go through the same process that mm-hmm. it just streamlines everything that I'm doing. And I find myself being able to do Massive amounts of work in a shorter amount of time because everything just has its place in my life.
0: That's so good. And yes, I'm a fellow Asana gal. So when you said Asana, that made me really happy. But yeah, like it, I think that when you start to just because people think, oh, I do something new every single day and I have so many things that, you know, I can't possibly put processes and systems in place. And you have chunked it to where you've recognized, okay. Like I'm, I need a marketing week, which is talking about how do I, you know, get more people in content creation week. I create a lot of content, so I need to have a week about that. Like all of these things are because you know your business and you know, you've done an audit of what you actually have to do. Um, not necessarily all the things of you just like scrolling randomly and you've put it in a system that now you just it's, it takes all that guesswork out of like, what do I have to do this week? Or what do I have to do today? It's like, okay, this is still marketing week. I'm still doing the same thing. Just grinding it out. So I, I think it's super, super sharp. And I like your CEO week too, with the planning because if you don't have a plan or if you're not making plans, then you're just running around like a chicken with his head cut off. So that's not cute. And we're yeah. about cute here. <laughs> so it is what it is. Anything else you want to share? That is pretty much it. I mean, I think
1: having having the weeks having a plan for like what I'm doing and then actually just like scheduling it all in Asana so I know exactly what I'm doing and when is pretty much that's the system. It, you know, it's like yep. not that complicated, but it really takes like looking at your business and figuring out like what you need to focus on and how you're going to plan it out.
0: Yep. I totally agree. So, in Asana, do you use a lot of like recurring tasks for like each of those weeks and months, so that things can auto populate, or do you still have to like go in and do a lot of creating of the tasks?
1: Yeah, a lot of it is recurring. Definitely things in my CEO week that are recurring, and then we have sort of workflows built out for things that happen, like blog posts. So every every time we create a new blog post, it's the same thing. Or you know, my copywriter writes it and then I approve it and then it goes to my virtual assistant who creates the graphics and uploads it and sort of, it's the same thing every single time. So, you know, don't waste time on creating a new system every time. Yes. Same thing.
0: Yes. I love that. So then team wise is your team also following this like three week situation and then what is your, is your team not working on the fourth week? Like how does that all work? Yeah. So everyone on my team is, like in a
1: contractor and none of them work for me full time. So we have things in our business, like during my CEO week, we always have like our monthly team meeting and Mm -hmm. they always know that, for example, like blog post content is due at the same time every month because that's like the way that the business is structured. But as far as their own time and businesses, I think they're probably busy doing
0: other people's work on. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So then, during the week that you aren't working, are you still having to, make, to communicate with your team, or is it like a, you know, L's out of commission, don't talk to me during this week?
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't communicate with my team. Um, so awesome. And I, I try not to communicate with anything business related. <laughs> I, if I'm traveling, I 100% set up an right. autoresponder um, saying that much. But for the most part, I try to stay away from my inbox or at least set something up so it's like, you know, anything that's not urgent, like I'll get back to you next week because right.
0: this, is, this is me week. Yep, yep. Love that. Love it, love it, love it. So I'm going to go through the last few questions. So what was your best financial investment in business?
1: My camera. And I'm going to say yeah. that. Because there's a story there, because I never planned to be a photographer. I oh. still calling myself one. So like two years ago, I was a marketing strategist. You know, I was doing consulting and courses and I was doing all this other stuff that wasn't being a photographer. I had taken photos. I had, yeah. I had my dog's Instagram account. I had taken photos for my clients when I actually worked in marketing before I started my business. Right. Um, but I wasn't trying to be a photographer and I didn't plan to. And so two years ago, when I started the Styled Stock Society, it was just the idea for an extra income stream. It wasn't supposed to be a business. I was just like, what can I do to create recurring income that is something that will people will pay me for? And I ended up with stock photos primarily because I realized that I had had free stock photos on my website, just like as a content upgrade on a blog post, mm-hmm. and a thousand people downloaded them within a couple months. And so I was like, yeah. okay, if I reach out to these people and I essentially pitch them, if you downloaded these free photos, if I were to create something where I would take photos for you on a monthly basis and you would pay me a certain fee, like, was that something that you'd be interested in? And I ended up with like 150 new members um, in the first month that I launched, and so it's kind of just grown from there. But That's at amazing. the time, I wasn't planning to be a photographer. It was just like this is a side <laughs> thing I'm doing. I'm still a marketing person, and it took me a while to really make mm. that transition in my head. Yeah, so, like I, I'm not a photographer. Like <laughs> there are plenty of people who are like actual legit real photographers, and I just. Right. Have to one that knows how to use a camera. And for me, so you might be asking like, wait, how did you take pictures if you didn't have a camera? And (laughs) I started my photography business with a borrowed camera for the first year. Wow. I was using a camera that I had borrowed from my husband and he, he used to be a, um, wedding videographer, like on the Mm -hmm. side. Uh And so he had, a nice DSLR, but it wasn't mine. And so (laughs) there was Uh a little bit of privilege in there because it was like, yes, I had access to a nice camera, but I never really felt like it was mine. And because I had never invested in the tool for myself, I don't think that I really felt like I was a photographer until I actually spent my own money and bought my own camera and lenses, which didn't happen until 11 months into my photography business. So mm. um, it's the best investment because it's the one that made me feel like, okay, I'm really
0: legit. Mm. And also, I think my photos are better since I got the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. And I so agree. Like when you put that money into something that you're going to use and like, I have this like iPhone tripod, honestly, that was like literally twenty five dollars on Amazon, which is so much better than stacking books and leaning things up against water glasses. Like this <laughs> tripod, it was only—I mean, it was only twenty five dollars, but like the fact that I just invested in it and I use it pretty much on the daily basis because I do Instagram stories a lot. It like it—it sh- it just feels so much better than when you can invest in something that you're gonna use and. That and I agree, like it levels up your business in more ways than one. So, I, I definitely get that. Yours was a much better story than my tripod story, but I love my <laughs> tripod. So, that's that. What was your uh, worst financial investment in business? Okay, so I should really think about this because
1: <laughs> I, I honestly feel like there isn't an investment that I like completely regret. And uh-huh. I, I will also say that I'm a former financial advisor, that's actually what uh, my first job was. So, wow. I'm very calculated. So yes. When it comes to investing in my business, I just yeah. don't like spending money on things that I don't think are going to be good investments. So, with that said, I think the what I would call my worst financial investment is actually something I invest in every single month, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really awful. Right. But <laughs> I have this thing with fresh flowers.
0: Oh,
1: I. Uh refuse to use fake flowers in my photos. I just feel like they look fake, they feel fake. And there's something about like having fresh flowers in my photos and also in my office to be honest. That is better, is like more real. And I refuse to use fake ones. So every month I probably spend about 20% of my monthly like shoot budget on fresh flowers that die. Right. <laughs> Which seems really stupid when I say that out loud because yeah. I otherwise am very thoughtful about the props that I purchase. So right. I probably spend about a thousand dollars a month on props for Photoshop. Wow. Oh, nice. And a lot of the things are things that could be repurposed. So right. if I buy a marble tray or a pencil or right. even an iPad, like those are things that I can use more than once. Flowers cool.
0: die. Yep. Just
1: die. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I'm saying that flowers are the worst financial investment that I've made in my business, but I will continue to make that investment over and over totally. again. Yep.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's funny. I think that's the first person who's answered that is continually making their worst <laughs> financial investment <laughs> in business, but it makes sense for you. So so it is what it is, but so Elle, where can people find you online? Give websites, give Instagram, fa- uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Give us all the deets. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me
1: online at eldruin.com. That's dot ncom I feel like my last name is really hard. Yeah. Thank you to my husband for that. <laughs> um, And <laughs> I'm on social media as at Eldruin everywhere. The Styled Stock Society is styledstocksociety.com. Perfect. And if you love cute little fluffy white dogs, you're probably more popular than you are. You yeah. can follow Mochi she <laughs> at Mochi and the city on Instagram.
0: Perfect. Yes. I love it. I know she's a multi-poos, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, boos are so freaking adorable. How much does she weigh, by the way? Six pounds. Six. Oh my gosh. So you can just like travel along with her. That's so good. Anyway, yeah. that's awesome. Thank you so much, Elle, for sharing your batch process with us, your monthly batch process. I think that a lot of people scheduling is just... Such an interesting topic, and it's something that my audience really enjoys. And I think that this gives them a fresh perspective on how they can you can really make your schedule schedule what you want it to be. Like, you know, we've heard three-day work weeks, we've heard A B weeks, we've heard block scheduling, we've heard a lot of things. And this is the first time that it's been this this sort of scheduling um, that's very specific. So I love that you gotta share it. So thank you so much
1: thank you for having me. I hope that was helpful for people. And, you know, like I said, I think that whatever works for you is going to be the thing that you do. So don't try to force someone else's process on your own, but definitely figure out, you know, what are your priorities and how can you make it work so that you have the most productive weeks that you can. Yes,
0: I agree.